0: This week on Inside Motorsport, ahead of the supercars at Sydney Motorsport Park, we catch up with Shane Van Gisbergen, Jamie Wincup's engineer, David Couchy, and Todd Hazelwood. I hope you'll stay with us. First up to Shane Van Gisbergen who enjoyed a reasonably successful weekend at Queensland Raceway. I spoke to him after the meeting. Shane, more good points, more trophies and a pretty solid weekender from your home track. Yeah,
1: definitely I feel like we had a pretty good weekend. Today we probably only were going to be fifth but the safety car helped us. But um, Pretty awesome racing all, all weekend and really enjoyed the battles and qualifying was so close as well but we're still not on the right end of that tenth or two but
0: yeah pretty good. you you didn't get to see. But you'll probably watch it tonight, the uh, World Championship for 17th that was going on after the restart.
1: Yeah, I'll bet it involves some Nissans too, <laughs> no doubt. They um, they race hard, those guys, but um, yeah, glad we're not back there with them.
0: <laughs> how how does this set you up now for Sydney Motorsport Park and then on into the into the trophy races, Sandown, yep. Bathurst and Gold Coast?
1: Yeah, good. I think uh, those kind of tracks, we're still a little bit of an unknown, but yeah, it'll be pretty exciting. You know, we haven't had a track like that on the soft tyre, so it'll be interesting to see how it holds up you know on a track with not so many fast corners they're blowing out so it'd be interesting to see if people can make
0: them last there we saw blowouts here and uh you have said that you're taking a very conservative approach how do you and shippy go through that process and go all right i'm going to sacrifice something here and we're going to live with it or is who's making that call on the sacrifice oh both
1: of us and 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 everyone in the field has to do it you know the tires ask for camber they really love it but they blow out you know, and they don't give you any warning. And from an engineer's point of view, the feedback that the tyre gives you, it asks for more camber. But yeah, obviously there's a limit always and we've found it a few times this year unfortunately and and so have some others today. But yeah, I think it's all part of learning. They're very different to the tyres we've had in the past.
0: Well, we saw towards the end uh, your teammate check up a little bit let you through yep. now do you think that ends his chances at uh, racing at force india because uh, they don't sort of do that there
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's the way it works it works really well in our team and if the situations were reversed i would let him go and because at that stage i had really good speed and a chance to win the race so yeah if he's in that same position i'd pull over for him as well
0: is that part of being this team or is that just how you race as a teammate when you're in Europe or anything like that.
1: Uh, it's just different. It depends on the situation. Like if it was last year and we're last stint of a race, same strategy, fighting, fighting for um, you know something, and we were both at the front of the field last year. You know we race each other, but this year we're not the fastest. We need to work together, and and uh, especially in the middle stint of a race where things are playing out, you look after your teammate. So yeah, that's one thing we've really learnt in the last few years, and it's been working. Do you think uh, your mindset would have been like that four or five years ago? No, definitely not. You know, um,
0: That's part of learning and growing up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all the best and see you back in Sydney. All right, cheers. David Couchy is Jamie Wing Cup's engineer. I had an opportunity to chat to him about his season and some of the goings-on in supercars. After Queensland Raceway, David Couchy, an interesting thing across the weekend at Queensland Raceway was the fact that we saw a number of times where drivers on hot laps were getting checked up quite badly, and I wanted to get your indication of how much information can you,
2: as the engineer, give
0: to a driver who's out on
2: maybe warming up
0: when there are cars on the track doing hot laps.
2: Yeah, it's as you say. It's it's a very difficult um, process. The driver warming their tyres. You know they're focusing on on maximising for their hot lap, and then you know you, you have cars coming through already on their hot laps. It is a tricky situation. I think I think the onus has to be uh, on the on the team to notify the driver, um, their own driver, of cars that are on hot laps because it is it is difficult for them to know who's doing what and with such massive. Um, Difference in closing speed. Um, it's difficult for drivers to um, to see everything, especially if they've got a, a number of cars weaving behind them as well. So it's difficult. But then you know, and it's and, and part of that as well in terms of is the qualifying for us is is staying in sync with the pack. Like you know that if you if you get out of sync, um, you're going to come out in a situation where you're on a hot lap when other cars are are, are doing their warming laps. So. So it's, it's, you, know, you, have to, it's, you have to play it both ways, um, you, you, you have to sort of, as the engineer, you choose when you send your car out for its, uh, for its qualifying lap, um, and sometimes you make your own bed with that sort of stuff. But it has, in all honesty, it's been happening way too much uh, this year, I do agree, and it's extremely dangerous. Um, so I think we need to look at um, some better systems, but, but I think in general some teams can, uh, we can, we can all try to do better to advise our drivers of what cars are on hot laps.
0: Is this something that you have to keep in your head or have you got a data engineer that's looking at this sort of stuff? Because I imagine you're worried about roll centres, you're worried about weights, you're worried about the adjustment you just made before you sent him out, were the pressures right? How do you then go, oh I know that you know this car, this car and this car are on a hot lap and I've got to tell him as well.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think in general, it's it's that's up to the race engineer because he's the one that's uh, talking to the driver on the on the radio. Um, when your car leaves the lane, everyone has their own everyone has their own system. You can look at the timing timing screen. You can go and stand on pit wall and and you can physically see what cars are passing you with headlights on and things like that. So there's there's plenty of different methods. Um, you could have a team member like a team manager um, advising the race engineer, and then the race engineer advising the. The driver. So there's there's plenty of ways to manage it. It is all manageable. Um, it's just you know the teams teams do have to sort of step that up and, and take take ownership of that.
0: Is there any way that something can be put in place? Because obviously some teams have more people available to do those sorts of things. Some people's team manager is there is one of the uh, race engineers.
2: Um, oh, in terms of people, look, I think these days there's the people restriction rule, so I think you'll find most teams all have the same number of personnel at the racetrack as a, in general. Um, what their roles are or are not that that will vary from from team to team. So I, I feel there's enough people, there's enough information there, it's for everyone to manage it. Um, it's just it's just up to uh, up to the teams to to be in control of that.
0: Well, when do the stewards step in and make a change? Look, um, again,
2: that's. That's a that's that's a tough one, you know. If it's again, it's 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 our responsibility. We're the ones um, we're the ones managing the car. We're the ones that have to um, have to take ownership of all those things. I mean, there are things that they can do. They can have go points and things like that, which they've moved away from a little bit this year. But um, you know, look, it's you know, and, and people get penalised um, when when they do do the wrong thing, but. We need to stop the wrong thing happening in the first place because one day there's 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 the potential of having a, a massive accident.
0: And we've talked a lot about the engineer. When is it the driver in the car's responsibility to make sure he's seeing what's around him?
2: Of course, they, they always have a responsibility and they always have to have an awareness of, of who's around them and things like that. So, And some drivers are better at that than others. So again, it, it comes down to uh, everyone understanding each other and, and some drivers might need more help than others. Um, you know, uh, but I think um, it, I think it is it is tricky for the it is tricky for the drivers uh, to manage on their own. So that's why I think the teams need to help the drivers out as much as they can because we we can generally see a lot more. We have a lot more information standing in the pit lane as such than um, than they do sitting in the car.
0: Well, David, how do you sum up the year so far?
2: Uh, challenging, yeah. We're um, it's pretty obvious that we're not fast enough at the moment, and uh, we're working very hard to fix that. So we'll um, we'll keep on doing that until we're until we're back um, back up the top more consistently.
0: Well, thanks for your time and all the best.
2: Not a problem. Thank you. Todd Hazelwood had his first taste
0: of the main game at Queensland Raceway. He heads to Sydney Motorsport Park in the Dunlop Super2 Series, but he wrapped up his weekend in a main game
3: outing with Matt Stone Racing. Wild card is in wild. Yep, it was a but a great great weekend. Really proud of what the team to get um, at Matt Stone Racing have put together, and yeah, what a fantastic opportunity it was. You came in here with,
0: I guess, uh, expectations of. Doing well? Did you achieve, or did you overachieve your expectations?
3: Um, I think we overachieved. To be honest, we set out the weekend if we could be even close to the top twenty, it would be a huge achievement. Um, you know, obviously we like would have liked to have been the first wild card. That was the first objective, and we, we ticked that. Um, and we had great race pace. You know, I think if qualifying went to plan like we hoped it would, you know, we had top ten race pace in both races, which is a huge positive. You know, first time on the super soft tire first time a team you know have put together this sort of program so I think the you know, team and I've got a lot to be proud of and yeah couldn't be happier what
0: do you take away from it what have you learned from being with the, the big guns
3: I think the, the level of intensity everyone always goes on about it but particularly qualifying you know putting that lap together you know it's just so crucial to how your weekend goes um, you know that that was probably the thing for me I was really happy with both my quality laps you know, to be 20th and uh, 20th both times, um, yeah, it was you know, a great achievement. But, you know, it felt like I probably left a 10th on the table, which could have put us, you know, just outside of the top 10 because it's just that close. So it's, a, it's totally different to the Super 2 and, yeah, it took a lot away from it to help me better improve for the future. Does it, I guess in
0: some way, does this talk to you about what the Rulos are trying to do by
3: sort of skipping a step? Um, you've got to be careful how far you can jump the gun. Obviously you've got to be prepared and ready for it. You can't, you can't afford to go out there and you know, be just banging around at the back of the pack. You actually, when you commit to a program like this, obviously there's sponsors involved, there's a lot of staff involved too, and you've got to keep them motivated with results, and that was a great thing about this weekend. We, we come in prepared, you know, it's our test track, gave ourselves every chance of being successful on our debut, uh, and, and we did that. You know, and, uh, you know when, you got, when it's such a big industry, you know, with or business, you can't afford to just be, you know, can't afford to, you know, jump the gun too early. You've got to be ready for these sort of things, otherwise you don't last in a, in a, in a sport. So I think what we did this weekend was, uh, was smart and yeah, hopefully we can do more of this in years to come. Now there's
0: a restart on the race and all of a sudden you're racing wheel to wheel, door handle to door handle with the guy that you're going to be driving his car with him or driving with him in the Enduros. What's the mind process there when you're uh, racing Tim Blanchard, knowing that hey, he's actually my teammate for three big races later on?
3: It's awfully awkward. It's the worst feeling in the world, to be honest. You know, here's a guy that's just taken me under his wing and provided me of a, an opportunity of a lifetime. And you know, here we are, my engineer saying, "Get him, get him, get him." You know, you're faster than him. You got the pace. So, yeah, it was quite awkward yesterday. I had the same thing. I raced up behind him. It was half a second, half a second a lap faster than him for a few laps, but didn't quite take a you know, didn't want to have a go because earlier I was. It wasn't gonna. I'm not here for a championship. I'm here to get experience. And today was a little bit different because I felt like we had the pace to try and get the guys up in front of Tim. So I had a dive, didn't quite work, and we banged doors a little bit, and it was a little bit awkward. But you know, he let him let him back through and did the right thing. And you know, I think yes, you know, I think it's great that we'll be pairing up because it shows that you know our race pace is just as good as each other. So I think that's gonna make us a really strong combination, come the enduro's. It certainly made for interesting television, which is also what this industry <laughs> is about. Oh exactly. It was yeah, like I said, it was very awkward at the time, but you know, I think we both handled it pretty maturely. We both raced hard and didn't show that we we're afraid to put on a show. At the same time we, you know, still finished, you know right next to each other, which was uh, yeah, a good sign of what we were doing.
0: Mm. Well, congratulations. It uh, was a, a very solid weekend, and uh, look forward to seeing you back on the track very soon. Thank you very much, Cheers. Appreciate it. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time around, keep smiling and bye for now.
1: Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.